In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Valerie Deal. So I got a question for you. Do you think Adam and Eve had belly buttons? <laughs> I can't wait till we find out. <laughs> good, that's a good pastor answer right there. We'll see. We'll see. Honey. No, I, just kidding. I, I do think um, I do think there's a lot there when you look at the companionship, and that's what discipleship is. It's about deep spiritual friendships. Absolutely. Jesus called the disciples, and then at the end of that process said, call me friend. Mm-hmm. I think it's about deep. And when you're known and when you know somebody and their hurts and mm-hmm. habits and hangups and all that stuff, and it goes both ways, it's just a deeper relationship. It is because, for one thing, you get to know the, the real heart of someone mm-hmm. and the, the amazing uh, victory that they've had in life. I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that... Uh, some of your biggest heroes is the people that have fallen the lowest and you've watched God bring them up to just amazing heights because that's what he wants for us. Yeah. You know, like we talked about earlier, he loves us so much that he wouldn't dare leave us like we are. Yeah. So to to really understand each other. The other thing that's such a gift in each other mm-hmm. and the one of the, the reasons that I think we have such a hard time in prayer is we've we want that time with God, but we don't have that eyeball-to-eyeball contact. And mm-hmm. and that is something that I think is just put inside of us, that we need that eyeball contact. In fact, I'll tell you a little secret. Um, to try to help me stay more focused on God. Um, just, I've got, just for the record, she's staring deeply into my I eyes am, right now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a favorite picture of Jesus that I'm putting in a chair to spend my quiet time with him, my personal worship time with him, because I think that that eyeball contact with Jesus is going to make a difference for me. How about that? So uh, I've got my picture ready, and I can't wait to do that. But we need that um, that contact like you and I have right this minute. Yeah. Um, and, And as much as we want Jesus to be all we need, I, I say this so respectfully and so reverently. He is not all we need, or yeah. he wouldn't have given us each other. Yeah, he gave us all we needed within this earth. We need plants, we need animals, we need oxygen, and we need each other. Yeah, that's that's really well said. Uh, it's the church, right? Absolutely. And pray for one another. Pray Absolutely. for each other. You know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. All of those, all of those mandates from Scripture that that. Coming together as the body of Christ. So the average person who goes to church and kind of slips in, sits on the pew, listens to a sermon, walks out, we know mm. that they're missing uh, something vital to the to spiritual Absolutely. growth, to the Christian life, right. and that is deep connection with other people. Mm-hmm. However, uh, sometimes it's not about what th- we get out of it, but about we're being available to help others heal, mm-hmm. to be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you're talking about is so important of of being vulnerable, mm-hmm. giving people a place to share and be patient. I heard you saying that earlier, too. Don't expect that <laughs> they're going to share yeah. it and, okay, clap your hands, we're ready to go, back to life. Yeah, because I think that the, that's what we expect. We've got, you know, we've heard it so many times. We've got this microwave society. Because when you look at even when someone loses even a child, mm-hmm. 
the most they get from most businesses, the most the many days as they get is three days. They get three days off. Wow. And then they're supposed to come back to work. So when when our daughter died, when Brooke died, Larry literally got mm. three days off from work for grief leave. Because in three days, you should be fine. Shouldn't you? You've yeah. planned a funeral <laughs> for your child. You've had that uh, funeral. Uh, and, and and not only yeah. are you supposed to go back to work, but you're supposed to be the same person you were mm. before that event happened. Yeah. And so we've got to give people the gift of time, Mm-hmm. The gift of what whatever's going on, it, it's going to change them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the ways that we can do that, especially as as a facilitator, is by by listening, because so many people want to fix. I'm sorry, them. I'm sorry what'd you say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're so smart. Yeah. <laughs> and so so the gift of listening is something that they don't get from a lot of people. Yeah. Because you know what? Well, let's go back to that. How are you doing? Fine. I, I, and, and you're going to ask me, and I'm going to say, fine. Yeah. And then we can keep keep going, or yeah. we can go on with our agenda that we really came together for. Yeah. And we don't have to really get into the hard, ugly, murky stuff. Well, discipleship, life-on-life life, discipleship is messy. Yeah. You can't extract that from the process. You can't make it clean, hour and a half, once a week, bring your homework, uh, now leave my house. You know, yeah. and everything. it's messy. And if 20% of your people in your group are in crisis, a lot of people say, I don't need that. You know, my life's messy enough. Why take on the mess with other people? Mm-hmm. But that's called ministry, isn't it? Yeah, it's and it's the best part of ministry because it's where you really see the fingerprint of God in mm. ways that you would otherwise not. So what a privilege to be brought into the mess of someone. That's a very, very intimate place to be with someone. Yeah. And and Into so their pain. It, absolutely to be trusted with their heart, to be trusted with their story. So confidentiality is so important when we minister oh, yeah. and 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 really try to give care to to our our people that God's put in our sphere of influence. Um, in the listening part, we've got to listen with our our heart, not our ears. We've got to be really listening to what they're saying instead of formulating what we're going to say back to them. Yeah, we've got to really listen with a heart of non judgment to give them that safe place to land. Because if we don't do that. They're they're going to shut down. Well, one of the things I used to do when I was early in ministry, I, I mean, I probably still do it as a blind spot, but early in ministry was I would go into a situation where somebody was hurting, lost someone, got a diagnosis, and I would feel like I needed to know the perfect thing to say to them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm walking into this funeral home or walking into this hospital or uh, after a divorce or something like that, and I, it was almost like I was being proud of I was going to say the exact right thing for them at the moment, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've never figured out what to say in those moments. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been trained in so much counseling and coaching and ministry, and I still don't know what to say exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's that place what of vulnerability you, again. What do you say? I think that's where we have to go into those situations, and we've got to be in prayer before we ever walk in there hmm. because we don't know. What to say? Is the, are there right and wrong things? Well, there are some wrong things to say, but is there definitely this, some wrong things yes. to say? Is is there those perfect things to say? And I think what's hard about answering that question is you've got to stay so aware of what the other person is going through. So you're constantly asking for for words to say or not say. 
you're constantly asking the spirit for discernment and what what are they going through? I mean, sometimes you can be really blunt with, with folks and sometimes you've got to hold back. So it really, and that's what's hard about caring is there's not one plus one equals two. Yeah. There's a lot of gray out there and every situation is going to be different because we all have different personalities. We all have different ways in which we deal with things. We all have different situations and how we handle it. So mm-hmm. it's very difficult. But I will tell you this. I have gone away from some things, and I had my first prayer leaving is, oh, Lord, God, I can't believe I said that. Would you please erase that from their memory? Oh, yeah. Boy, <laughs> that's, that was a really dumb thing to say. That's learning the hard way, yeah. So I don't, you know, Mark, when do we ever really um, just have it all down to where we're never, um, we're never, I don't want to use the word nervous because we go in with the, the confidence of God's call. Yeah. But, but are we ever just 100% sure that we're doing it all right? Well, uh, no, I'm not. And I, I think um, so many times, you know, we people just need to know that uh, you're there. I'm yes. with you. Yes. You know, I'm with you in this. We'll get through this together. Um, I'm praying for you. I love you. I know this hurts. And not feel like you got to have the answers, you know, like right. if somebody's just found out that their wife or husband is leaving them or they're going through a divorce to say, well, you know, there's a lot of fish in the sea. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, wrong thing. Wrong, wrong thing, thing to yeah. say. Or or even that, you know, God's got this. Just just let go and let God. Yeah, that's um, a great bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, it's real hard to live out. Even in good times, that's hard to live out. Yeah. Because trusting God is a mystery. I yeah. just don't know that we ever get that all figured out. So I think to be there and let someone be authentic, if they're angry, let them be angry. If they want to say some bad words, you shouldn't talk like that. You, yeah. you can't do that to them yeah. because at that moment, without judgment, they need to be able to do whatever they need to do. I, I think the without judgment, that is um, that is a powerful thing for people to hear. As I'm listening to you, I'm loving on you, I'm... I'm with you, and and uh, there's, there's no judgment here. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I I think because people feel like they've got to even in pain, some people feel like they have to perform. Yes, yes. Like uh, they have to be there for other people, and it's then they're the ones in pain, right? Especially we Christians, because you know we're supposed to have enough faith that nothing in life phases us, and that's what we think a lot of times. So what a gift as a Christian brother or sister in Christ with someone. What a gift to to give them this place to sit down and be real. Um, You know, I always say I I don't want to just be human. I'm I'm made above that because Mm. I'm I'm a a daughter of the king. Yeah. um, And he's supernatural. But I'm I'm still human. Yeah. So when things hurt, I still have to process them. Yeah. So in in a discipleship group, so to speak, or you've got got people in your covenant group and one person that evening or that meeting is just hurting and they finally open up about it it's okay to spend that evening on them don't think you got to get through chapter five (laughs) and and that's hard especially hard for a a task because i tend to be a task person i know so and 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 everybody got their homework done and they think that we're going to talk about this and if we have to go into it next week then i've just thrown off all their homework well that's god's timing yeah, and be, and another thing about that too is is the other people in the group. If you're the leader, are watching you, how you respond to that person in pain, mm-hmm. and they're making a decision of do I share what I'm struggling with at some point too, and if you blow it off or try to, 
quick fix it. Uh, people recognize that, don't they? I think they do. And I think also it's a it's a chance for us to live out um, the, the harder side of discipleship, which is that caring process because it is messy and it doesn't have uh, it doesn't have a, a a real solid flow to it. Yeah. So it gets hard. Yeah, it does. You just can't extract the messy from disciple making. It happened to Jesus. It'll happen to us. And uh, I think uh, I think real life comes from um, walking with people through difficult situations and not abandoning them. Right. Right. In in caring ministry, here's what's interesting about caring ministry. Um, it's so incredibly important to make sure that people feel cared for, and it can be the easiest overlooked. Mm. Um, so we've got to really stay aware. Let me hear that. Let me hear you say that again. It it's it's such an important part of ministry, but it's so easy to be overlooked. Wow. And and so I I, I am always praying God make me aware of others and help me not just be so I got to get to the next thing that I'm not aware of it. And we can do that. Even in our small groups, we can do that. It's easy, easily done, but God will easily help us get through that. Yeah, that is, that is a good word. Well, um, I guess if you're um, taking notes out there and uh, some of the things that I heard you saying, Valerie, was uh, number one, just making yourself available. I mean, letting people know that you're really, you're there. If Mm -hmm. they're struggling or hurting, there is a place that somebody can listen and uh, just assure them that uh, it's confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you say here stays here. Very um, important. That's That's got to be crucial. Um, making sure that it's a place of, of non-judgment. I think your face uh, can tell that. Like if somebody says something, you go, you did what? Yeah, yeah. You got to really hold that uh, poker face. It's real important. <laughs> yeah, because they're making assessments of how deep, what, what are the other tentacles I'm not sharing yet that I'd, you know, we'll, yeah. We'll and then just being the trustworthy, I guess, just being available um, to know they know they can trust you with this information or this secret, yes, or this hurt, and that uh, you'll carry it to your grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that's such a privilege, such Isn't a it? privilege. Yes. Isn't it though? Yes, it really is. I mean, think of how much Jesus wanted to be with people. Um, he traveled from city to city, yeah, from town to town. For those hurting people, because it's just such a privilege. Such a privilege. Yeah, and the other part I think was that um, that really struck me about what you're saying was the secrets. Um, that kind of conversation usually makes a lot of people squirm uh, when you say, you know, what secret are you holding on to? That if um, you know you would be mortified or embarrassed if it were out, but you know that it would provide healing. Mm-hmm. I was I was in seminary uh, at a chapel. I never liked to go to chapel at seminary. I just, I would like skip it and stuff, <laughs> but you had to go to some or you didn't pass the class, right? right? So right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to this one and uh, there was a speaker named Dr. Stephen Brown. He's a radio voice. Dr. Stephen Brown. <laughs> I mean, he's got the best voice for radio. And um, he basically, they gave all the accolades and he got up to speak and, and to do this sermon to about 300 seminary students. And this is what he said. I never forgot it. He said, all right, he said, I know you came to hear me preach, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a microphone at the front. All of you are going to line up on the left side of the room, and one by one, you're going to come to the microphone. You're going to share your deepest, darkest wow. secret. Wow. Oh, my word. <laughs> you could feel the nerves on everybody. How many people got up and yeah, left? Especially the faculty. No, I'm kidding. Um, and he said, uh, and then he said, you ready? And of course, nobody moved. And these are ministers, right? And he said, don't worry, I'm not going to make you do that. He said, but you know what would happen if we did? He said, revival would break yeah. out. 
Yeah. Because you'd all be healed. Mm-hmm. And I never, and then he said, but since you don't want to be healed, I'll go ahead and preach my little sermon. <laughs> and I thought to myself, my wow. goodness, he Mark, is so right. Do you remember the day that you finally realized that your family wasn't the only dysfunctional family in the world? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the day? I, I do. I remember the day. vividly. <laughs> <laughs> that I remember all these family secrets that so many of us keep yeah. or um, that we're not willing to, to to bring forward. I remember the day that I thought, wait a minute, everybody's family's messed up. I, yes. Mine isn't the only one. I don't have to be embarrassed about anything. Yes. And 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 I wish that we could understand that about each other. Is yeah. we've all got our our junk. Yeah. Um. It it doesn't mean that we're bad. It doesn't mean that. Uh, you know, that we're failures. It doesn't mean that we're losers. It just means that Jesus has a whole lot more for us. It just means we need a Savior. Absolutely. And and that there's there's victory in overcoming all those secrets if we'll just let God take us to the right people to bring those secrets out. Um, yeah. And, 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 it, and it doesn't mean, I think it's important to understand, it doesn't mean we have to tell those secrets to the world I've got some parts of my testimony that I'm very careful where I share them, right? Because it would hurt some people. They couldn't handle it. No, they either that or it would be hurtful yeah. to some of the people that would hear it. So I let God guide me on when I give a full testimony or or not. That doesn't mean I'm keeping secrets. I have right. shared that and I have worked through it. But when we keep these things that fester. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 like if you've got um, an ingrown toenail, mm-hmm. you can wear a shoe and hide mm-hmm. it and cover it up, but oh, eventually, oh, it so hurts so bad. Eventually, you're just not going to even be able to walk in that shoe anymore. Yeah, you're certainly not going to wear a sandal because it's gross and ugly. Yeah, so you got to go to the doctor, and it hurts like crazy. But he's got to get that thing cut out. Yeah, so we can either let Jesus take care of it. Mm-hmm. Before it gets to where we're limping around and not being able to function, right? Or praise the Lord, even if we've gotten to that point, He's going to come and cut that thing out. Yeah. But we can do it the hard way, or we can do it the easy way. Yeah, and most of us pick the hard way. We do. We <laughs> we certainly do. I think I heard it said you can choose humility or humiliation. It's your choice, right? <laughs> and most of us, by waiting, choose humiliation That's right. over humility. I always say that God is the greatest recycler in the world because yeah. he takes all that crud in our life. Yeah. And He, as, as we trust people with it and we care for each other through it, he takes that ucky part and he restores it and he redeems it and he brings it into not only a place of healing, but a place then when it's used to his glory. So yeah. it becomes a part of this amazing, um, amazing um, testimony that that we get to now what Satan wanted to destroy us with. Yeah. I mean, I just get goosebumps when I think of this because what Satan wanted to destroy me with, what he wanted to destroy you with, mm-hmm. you've given that to God. He's redeemed it, restored it, recycled it, and now mm. it's all about him. Praise God. And so we don't have to stand embarrassed. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I would say to you, if you're out there uh, today listening, whether, again, you're on the treadmill or in traffic or whatever you're doing, um, this message is important because not only is it about your healing, it's about God using you to heal others. And this sharing of our hearts, sharing of our struggles, healing comes from that. Confessing our sins to one another, 
healing comes from that. Mm-hmm. Providing an environment where people can be real and vulnerable, um, whatever you call it, a Bible study, a discipleship group, doesn't matter. If they can be real and vulnerable there without judgment, healing is is coming because this is how spiritual growth happens, spiritual healing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just so grateful for you, Valerie. Uh, I'm so grateful for um, for everything you taught us in this session and uh, and in the previous session as well. Thank um, you. Thank you for the joy of being able to be here. Yeah, and, and so what would you say, why don't you just uh, give a parting word, if you will, to that person that's out there right now. There may only be one person out there that's in this situation, but that they're hurting. Um, they don't. See, God doesn't seem to be answering their prayer. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. pastors don't seem to be understanding or caring or listening mm-hmm. like they would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just they're just in a place of pain. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them today? That your pain is real. That there's nothing false about that. Uh, that you might want to try to keep hanging on in faith. Um, scripture tells us faith the size of a, su- a mustard seed, and that's a teeny tiny little piece, and that's all it takes sometimes. Um, I know that through my years of running away, that's all I held on to, and, mm. and God takes that, and he'll grow it. Ask for the right person to come along that mm. you can trust and talk to and share life with so that God can use them as a conduit of his healing. Yeah. When the student is ready, the teacher appears, huh? That's what we hope. <laughs> well, thank you so much for all that you do. And we want to uh, say a prayer for Valerie. She's uh, in the trenches with a lot of hurting people all the time and just continues to have the joy of the Lord abounding in her. Uh, and so we want to pray uh, for your ministry to continue to oh, flourish as well. You. And thanks for spending the time with us. Uh, it's been great. All thank right. you. Hey, if you want more information, uh, 419disciplemakers.org. There's a ton of videos and content there that's always free for you. Uh, you can go there and, and take anything you want and read it. We hope that you'll be inspired by it. Uh, we pray that you'll be inspired to live out the Great Commission, mm-hmm. go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Jesus taught. Um, the promise for doing that is that he'll be with us to the very end of it all, the very end of the age. So I pray that you're encouraged to go out there and make disciples to, to live that Great Commission lifestyle. And uh, we will see you back next time. Tell a friend about this podcast. Invite them to it. Uh, We'll see you soon. God bless. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.